0: The Last Word with Matt Cooper. I'm sure many of you who own cars might have to park on the street because you don't have your own driveway or you don't have a car parking spot under the apartment block in which you live. But when you spend a lot of money on buying a new house or a new apartment or spend a lot of money on renting either, should you be automatically entitled to or guaranteed at least one parking spot? Indeed, might you need two if it's more than one person in the house who needs a car each day? There are new planning guidelines issued by the Department of Housing which want car parking spaces to be reduced at all urban urban locations and indeed parking could even be eliminated in new housing developments which have what's called good access to urban services and public transport. To discuss this, we have two guests in a moment. We'll hear from Blake Boland, head of communications at AA Ireland. But first, Felgen Jose from the Dublin Commuter Coalition. What do you make of this idea that you might buy or rent an expensive new house or apartment, but wouldn't be guaranteed a car parking spot?
1: I mean, you were talking specifically in urban areas that I'm looking at it here, and it says... um car parking in accessible urban areas with public transport to be reduced or wholly eliminated. I mean, that's what every city has been doing for years now. And in fact, we've been talking about it for so long, I thought we already did it.
0: But maybe this is going further.
1: I don't, I don't think, like, it's not, it's not new, is it? I mean, considering the way public policy on transport and uh, housing has been going in the last 10, 15 years, it, this is looking to increase density in city centre areas. And you can't really do high density, high car parking density development in the city centre. You just can't. Like, if you look at the number of people um, who actually own cars who live at the city centre inside the canals, like it ranges from 10% to like 30%. Like most people don't own cars in the city centre. And it's actually expensive to build these apartments with car parking. So, you know, why, why should we be building a lot of car parking in the middle of the city centre for apartments?
0: That's within the city centre, but I think the definition of urban spreads way beyond the two canals in Dublin, doesn't it? So you're talking about large locations where they're told if you're within 500 metres of an existing urban bus service that runs every 10 minutes, a maximum of 1.5 spaces per dwelling will be permitted. Now... How many people really do live within 500 metres of an existing urban bus service? Because the service mightn't run every 10 minutes as it's supposed to or mightn't be heading in the direction that you need to go and hence a lot of people decide that they need a car.
1: And there's still car parking spaces for those people but not everyone will. I mean, I have. we have two parking spaces um, behind our house in a kind of shared car park per house and it's about 20 houses so 40 parking spaces. There's 15 cars in it. There's 25 spaces empty. We paid for that. When we bought the house, we paid for those spaces. I mean, you, you couldn't but not buy the spaces. You know, it comes with the parking space. Why did we pay for that? And it's, that's wasted now, as far as you're concerned, is it? Of course it's wasted. We have we do have one car. And most of the houses there have like either one car or no car. But we all paid for a big car park with uh, 40 parking spaces. And now I live basically near the M50. And it's... You know, it's it's got a lot of bus service. It's got a you know a five hundred t- bus every ten minutes, uh, five hundred meters away. It it has good public transport, and a lot of people don't own cars. Okay, but Blake, we all
0: paid for it. Blake Boland, Head of Communications, at AA Ireland. Could it be that we actually have too many car parking spaces in many of our houses and apartments? Which the example Felgen just gave us there is that you could have more than half of them empty at all times because people just don't want them.
2: That may happen on some occasions, of course, as we can see by by Felgen's example there, but i also visited friends and families and and struggled to find a, a car spot outside their house and, and had to walk down the road, and that's not too bad for me. I'm in decent physical health, I can make that, but a lot of people find that a little bit more uncomfortable. So it'll be a little bit of both, I think, there.
0: Because I've experienced that as well, of going visiting family and friends in estates where the cars are all over the place. They're practically parked up on footpaths because of a lack of available car parking space, and it actually then tends to make things more dangerous even for the children who are playing on the estate.
2: That's that's right, yeah. I mean, if people are parking on double yellow lines, perhaps they're parking up on paths making people find it a little bit more difficult to move around housing estates, for sure.
0: They shouldn't be doing it, of course, but the perhaps they don't have an option at times.
2: No, they might not. And if you have a couple of young children and you've just done the weekly shop and you need to get a baby into a buggy and get all that into your house, it's very, very difficult to navigate around what we just said there if you can't find that spot outside your house. So this won't apply to everybody, but for a lot of people, they do need that space outside their house.
0: But it's been suggested as well that this idea is helping us in a move towards having no cars that it, there would be new apartment blocks or housing estates built without any car parking or exceptionally limited car parking made available. How does that fit with the attempt to persuade people to move to environmentally friendly electric cars if there's nowhere to park the electric cars?
2: Yeah, it's certainly going to be a challenge for some EVs. Now, there are plenty of solutions out there. We're seeing the technology come along massively, but we're not, certainly not even close to the stage where we can make that mass shift over to EVs. We're going to need a lot more chargers. We're going to need to rethink the way we use car parks around not just the city, but in the countryside as well, if we are to make that shift. So we're definitely not there yet, but it does look like the technology is there as we move to it. But the problem is, do we punish people in the meantime that can't make that shift because they can't afford it or the government or local authorities can't get those EV chargers in place in time?
0: So Felton, how do we persuade people to give up their internal combustion engine vehicles and replace them with electric vehicles if they feel that they won't have a place near where they live where they can park the car and recharge it?
1: Well there's a lot of solutions to that, but first I must stress these are guidelines that have just been published which haven't been enacted yet and um, because the Bill has been enacted yet. By the time this is enacted, by the time the houses and apartments are designed under these guidelines are designed planning permission built. We're talking five, six years from now. So we're not, you know, this isn't coming in tomorrow, right? Um, so five, six years from now in Dublin, you'll have Dartbus, you'll have all the bus connects done. You'll have new cycle networks. In Cork, you'll have all the bus connects done. Cork, and Rail, similarly in, in all the other kind of cities. Why should we be building the same level of parking?
0: Well, Felton, why should we be so confident that all of that public transport will be made available given the failure to put in things like Metrolink into Dublin and other initiatives in relation to Bus Connects and given that there are ideas for places like Cork but no no work has actually been done as yet to Uh even start the construction. Given past experience, why should we be confident that all of those targets for five and ten years' time will be met?
1: Well, has started in Cork. Um, If you go down to Kent Station now, it's under construction. Uh, Do pre and more services. uh, The frequency of Cork-Montrolton Rail increased from half an hour to 10-15 minutes there last year. A lot of work has been done in Cork.
0: Um, Sorry, Felgen, that would be for commuter towns outside of Cork City. But if you're living within Cork City, in large swathes of Cork City, that's completely irrelevant to you.
1: And BusConnects um, has been published and will hopefully be implemented in the next five. It shouldn't be five years; it we're talking two to three years. And in Dublin, it has been implemented. But like, we can't look, It is it is policy that we. It's in the national climate action plan that car use will have to be reduced. This is policy, um, and we can't achieve that policy if we keep building um, high car dependent neighbourhoods. And we can't say, well, we have to put in a car parking just in case but that's, that's, when, that's going to get us what we've gotten so far, which is people buy houses, it has loads of parking, no public transport, and people buy cars and people become car dependent. We have to make sure that, one, the public transport is built on time. Now there's a lot that's planned uh, in the next couple of years. Dark Bus West has gone into planning permission, uh, so is Dark Bus South West, uh, so is 12 Bus Connect corridors, two of them have came back in the last couple of weeks. We're seeing a lot of projects that are hopefully going to start late this year, early next year. And finished in the coming years, okay, Metrolink is not one of them, that's a much bigger project. But in five, six years, we're looking at a completely different city. And we should plan for it. We should plan for it in our housing as well.
0: Okay, some of your comments from to one102 100 uh, Come on lads, who wants to buy a house or apartment to pay for it for the rest, of the rest of their lives and not be able to park a car? Life and circumstances change at uh, a big rate. Another one says I work on Bus Connects, it won't be up and running until 2020, 2031 uh, at this particular rate. Another one says, I have two car park spaces outside my house that I can't get permission for EV charges for in Balbriggan. That seems it's a bit ridiculous, Blake, isn't it? If we're trying to encourage people, if they do insist on continuing in a car because, for all sorts of reasons, they can't always rely on public transport, if they're then not able to get permission to put in EV chargers to encourage the move across from a petrol or diesel
2: engine... Yeah, this is a big problem. Now, for someone like myself, I have a driveway. It's very, very easy for me to sort that. And we're making that switch to people as they have their driveways. It's quite easy. But once we start talking about people with off-street parking, with um, car parks, this becomes much, much more difficult. And one is for planning permission issues, that it's just not fast enough for people to do that. It's accessibility as well. We don't want people tripping over wires. So do we dig up a little bit of the pavement to run a cable underneath? But then there's also the electrics involved as well. And you might only have a certain supply of power going into Either a house or a housing estate, and there's just not enough supply there to, to, cat, you know, to cater for, let's say, 30 houses with 40 EVs, for example. So there's a number of, of challenges. Sorry,
0: there. we're building new housing estates without the capacity to allow everyone in that estate charge an electric car.
2: But you can't, I can't comment on every single housing state and, and look but to there, it and But there are examples of that, are there? But from speaking anecdotally to electricians, they're saying that there's X amount of kilowatts of power coming on site and if we want to switch everybody over. Now, there's ways around that in terms of load balancing and people will, will charge at night instead of during the day and not at peak hours when you have your electric shower or your oven on. But there's certainly challenges there, that's for sure.
0: OK, more of your comments. I live in a small town, parking in the town is slowly being eroded as is access to the businesses operating there and the public transport isn't there. It's an ask-before-cart mentality. We are a car-dependent country. Another one says, I've been a rail commuter for over two decades and i found the service has gotten worse than that time. The trains are frequently late and at peak times I cannot even get on to full trains. Buses and Lewis's are equally challenged. So, could we have a situation in where there are a lot of people who would Love to make the commitment to public transport for practical as well as environmental reasons, and they find simply that despite all of the promises, things are not getting any better, maybe even getting worse when it comes to provision.
1: We can't afford to be in that position, and uh, we simply can't. We have to drive modal shift from uh, cars onto public transport and walking and exactly. cycling. We simply have to, there's no other option. So, yeah, we uh, look if you look at what's planned, a lot of it has been delivered. Look, capacity in D- Dublin for buses have increased a lot. There's been new buses, new routes, twenty four hour uh, buses. There's been a there's been an increase in service to compared to say twenty nineteen. There definitely has been. But there's been a lot more people, there's a lot more people at work, there's a lot more people commuting. So it hasn't quite matched that. And, it, and a lot of it is um oversubscribed buses not so much, um, and Lewis and Dart not so much. But it it is it is getting oversubscribed again after COVID. So but again, look at look at Darfils West, which went into and brought a lot of there last year. Hopefully, it should come out in the next coming months or weeks and start construction late this year, and that'll take about two three years. And you know, that will double the capacity of the railway line after minute, and will increase the frequency f- uh, by, I think, just over just over uh, twice as much, uh, to twice as many trains per hour in the south west line which should kind of go out to Ballyformer to Kildare and hopefully the existing dart line will go into planning now soon as well like there's all these projects which like I said we simply cannot afford to not build there is no option
0: Felgen Jose of the Dublin Commuter Coalition and Blake Boland Head of Communications for AA Ireland thank you The Last Word with Matt Cooper weekdays from 4.30 Today